Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But we've got cricket. Have they gone to lunch? They've gone to lunch. Have they gone to lunch, Manoy? They haven't gone to lunch. Oh, maybe they have gone to lunch. We'll find out because we're going live to the ground. The, the best cricket ground in New Zealand for test matches. Daniel McCarty's been calling it for Talk Sport. Welcome in, Daniel. Thanks for coming on at, uh, in your well-earned break, but you're prepared to have a yarn. I appreciate it. Anytime, Staffy. Always happy to help you, my friend. You'll be delighted to know I ate my lunch in record time, four minutes and 30 seconds, <laughs> just so I could be full of indigestion to chat to you now. <laughs> Was it? Did you open throw a panini or something like that? Well, I stupidly went in with a hard plate, tried to chow it down and realised I'm running out of time here, so I had to rush back to the table to get the takeaway, uh, the doggy the doggy bag, as we like to call it at the restaurants, don't we? Much to the disgust of the catering staff there, going, well, that's an unnecessary dirtying of the plate, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, despite coming to these games for a few years now, you're always learning. You are Taking always. The key lessons. The key lesson. That's it. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, Sweet Caroline will be very impressed with you. Great start to the test match for New Zealand, picking up three wickets in that first hour. Um, I don't think, I think that's better than anyone would have expected. Brilliant opening session of test match cricket overall. England have played their part. We'll get on to them and sort of uh, the the final three quarters of the session because the opening half an hour has gone exactly New Zealand's way. Winning the toss, we all know, uh, captains want to win the toss and uh, bowl here. It's third, 14 test matches in a row, so Tim Southey's got the job done there. New Zealand make a couple of changes. Henry comes into the starting lineup. New Zealand have a new ball pair again because we went into Mount Monganui with really Tim Southey and, well, Neil Wagner, we all know, doesn't really take the new ball. And we saw a different sort of New Zealand attack, one that was a little bit more disciplined, looking to use the conditions. It was nipping around a bit, but... I'll say it again, as I say it every year, it never plays as badly, the base and reserve wicket, as it looks. Yeah, it looks emerald green. I think I checked the Rosine colour chart when I was on with Smithy earlier. I described it as green pea. It's green pea. There you go, Rosine. There's a shout-out for you. Uh, but I, I thought Henry was very good. He hit that nagging length and got the ball to sort of nip one way and the other. Southie, maybe it was a little bit wide of off stump early in his spell, but New Zealand through that opening half hour uh, bowled better. They stuck to a plan for longer and they took some catches. Blundell's catch behind the wicket to remove Crawley's out of sorts. Fairly bog standard. Then Bracewell takes an absolute screamer, I think, at third slip. Two hands above his left shoulder. Um, and what, one over later, he, he, he ties and outdoes himself. Full length, off the ground, horizontal, big left-hand paw, a quite ridiculous catch to get rid of Duckett, and New Zealand is screaming along at that stage at 21 for three. And then in comes Joe Root, um, steady as she goes. He's, he's just 23 off 65. Harry Brook, he's taken the baz, uh, the baseball journal, 51 off 52. Does it look like Root's just going to not drop anchor, but he's going to let the guys bat around him? Well, he's going to drive the Rolls-Royce properly, it seems, here at the Basin Reserve. But, uh, <laughs> we described in the first innings up at Bay Oval, it looked like he's taken the taking the Rolls Royce out to Bay Park Speedway to actually have a bit of, you know, a bit of a, you know, throw it round the corners 
Uh, He's just batting, as Joe Root has done for these years, and he's a wonderful player. Harry Brook, if you've not seen this guy play, the guy's bonkers. He's averaging close to 80 in test cricket with a strike rate of 100. He's gone past 50 in the last over of this session at at a runner ball. And he has just got some blistering strokes with very solid defence to boot. And I think that the moment of the session for me is Neil Wagner's bowled three balls to him down a decent channel and, and Brooks hit him up towards mid-off once, twice and then pushed him into cover and it was almost like he he threatened his manhood by throwing th- uh, three dot balls to him <laughs> Neil Wagner pitches it up again trying to hit middle stump and Brooks just gone outside a leg stump as if it's the 49th over of a one day international and then just smoked him over mid-on, that's Baz ball to a tee, that fear of failure that fear of losing your wicket even at 80 for the loss of four, I think it was, uh, 80 for three at the time, is quite something to behold. So England have done really well. This partnership is worth 80, and worryingly so if you're a New Zealand fan. Two-set batsmen with a bit more sun on it. The sun has broken through. That will continue to dry up the surface. Uh, and England are, you know, motoring along. 20, what, 26 overs, going around four runs and over. 100 on the board, three wickets down really fascinatingly poised after the first session. When I got my first glimpse of the wicket, I thought there is a seething wicket. That is going to hoop. So, And all the wickets that are gone have been behind the wicket, which would indicate swing or seam or a little bit of both. Um, has it settled down uh, after just two hours or is there still a little bit of action for the bowlers? It's a, it's a basin reserve wicket, Staffy. Um, I feel like a broken record, and it's nothing against you, but I feel like whenever I have to describe it, especially to my, to my mates from the UK or over here with talk sporters, the basin reserve looks one thing, it plays like another. It yeah. looks like the biggest green seamer, like, you know, Kermit the Frog and, you know, <laughs> Spitting Viper, hear all those sort of things. But, but you look at the last test match played here. The West Indies sent New Zealand in on a pitch that was just as green, if not greener, from what I remember. And New Zealand got 460. Why? Because the West Indies bowled a steaming pile of drops. You still have to bowl well. Mm. New Zealand, when they last sent an opposition in um, earlier in 2020 against India, bowled them out for 160. Why? Because they bowled well. And I think New Zealand overall have bowled a lot better. But you can't tell me with the way Brook and Root has uh, played, you, you can't get in and profit. So it's only going to get better. Um, I have noticed it's, it's spun a little bit. Um, as Michael Bracewell bowled one over before lunch. I don't know if that's just a factor of the first day and it's a little bit soft on top. But normally it doesn't turn a long way here at the Basin Reserve. So we'll keep an eye on that. But I'd expect it to continue to offer something for the bowlers throughout today and probably maybe into tomorrow morning, maybe around you know the afternoon. I, I'd expect it to become quite flat. And good luck getting wickets from day three and day four. Talking to Daniel McCarty, live from the Basin Reserve. Uh, Daniel, you and your part-time British colleagues, what, what are their thoughts about what England's plans are now? Is it try and get 500 and, and then get us out twice? Or what, what's the feeling about their, their plan, their structure for going forward in this test? Well, it's somewhat in jest. I think the greatest sporting side that's ever walked the face of the earth. <laughs> um, and, and it's intoxicating, isn't it? Staffy. Mm. He's won 10 of 11 test matches. That's extraordinary throughout the 145-year history of test match cricket. They won six in a row. I think England have only won um, more tests on, on the bounce maybe a couple of times in their history, and they've been playing it a long time. So you've got the winning equation to it, which is 
you know, when all is said and done, a lot of fans sort of, um, you know, make their minds up on that. But it's the way they're getting to the wins, which is not just the cherry on the cake. They're ordering like three, three McDonald's breakfasts, like Harmy's doing every morning before the test matches. Um, it, it's just, it's got to be intoxicating if you're an English cricket fan, and I don't blame them. What did they go at? Five and a half runs and over at Bay Oval? It's, it's ridiculous. We've played the sport for, as I say, nearly 150 years, and they've shattered the glass ceiling um, and have won test matches on top. I, I, how forgiving, and you can answer this, Steph, how forgiving uh, would any sporting public be if, if your team goes out and you know, loses a rugby game 50-49 every week? But the, the, the scoring 50 and winning games on top, it's, it's the best of both worlds. What's the crowd and atmosphere like there, Daniel? It looks, uh, the, the, the glimpses I've had, the banks look pretty chocker. It is chocker. It's a sellout for three days. And I'm just delighted, um, you know, Wellington's fickle forecast. I try to tell all the travellers, don't worry about the long-range forecast in Wellington. Pull back the curtains the morning of the day, and there will be the weather. It's held off. I know there's some rain in the forecast for today, but let's worry about that down the line. So the fans were queued up an hour, hour and a half before right around this ground at the pitcher. The fans are now poured out into the middle to, you know, go through that time on a tradition of staring at a bit of grass and dirt as if, uh, you know, it will change something in their, uh, their viewing existence. Uh, but it's w- wonderful to see. I caught up with Cam Mitchell, um, the boss of Cricket Wellington, and he was confident they could have sold two or three more thousand tickets to today. Wow. There's been so much excitement um, uh, around these parts. I'm from Wellington. The bay was an amazing scene throughout uh, the last day where, where fans sort of tapered off a little bit when there was only one result on the cards into of that final day. But it's just it's a wonderful sight, the basin, when it's full. So we've got about 7,000 people here. We'll have a sellout tomorrow. We'll have a sellout on day three. And uh, all going well. We're returning for day number four with um, possibly all three options on the table. And will we find you sitting in front of a television tonight at 7 o'clock for the kickoff of Super Rugby? I know we're supposed to be talking cricket. Are you as equally as excited, it seems, most in New Zealand are for this Crusaders Chiefs uh, kickoff Game 1 Super Rugby Pacific? Yes and no in the sense I've sort of been in a cricketing mm. tunnel, but a bit of tunnel vision. I saw the lineups and I was like, holy, holy heck, there's some pretty good players across the, the two teams we'll see tonight. What did the, Blue, the Blues name 13 All Blacks in their lineup? The Peter Larkai era starts with the Canes. I'm excited at that one, my friend. Uh, so, yeah, I, I always find Super Rugby sneaks up, rudely interrupts um, my beloved cricketing season. But when the action starts, hard tracks, you know, you, we, we tend to get a lot of baseball as far as a rugby sense and uh, high-scoring games at this time of the year. So I'm very much looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to actually talking about the rugby after the absolute dross between Foster and the NZR. Such a yawn. <laughs> Yeah, it's horrible. Oh, well, Daniel, I'll let you go, and I just hope the Pavlova, A, there's still some left for you, and B, it's not too soggy and covered in dirty spoon peach juice or something like that. Wildly overrated dessert. Wouldn't touch it with your spoon. <laughs> I'm with you. I don't touch Pavlova. I don't touch it. Daniel. It's a, it's a disgrace. Yeah, I really appreciate it, buddy. Go and enjoy the rest of your short break. Um, well done. Anytime, Steffi. Might speak to you Monday. Cool. Excellent.